0: Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org.
1: My name is Britton Coleman, I am a registered dietitian and I specialize in autism spectrum disorder. I became very interested in autism whenever my brother was diagnosed with autism when he was about two years of age. And from that point I was involved in his therapies with OT and speech and ABA and behavioral therapy. And so I learned the tricks to autism and all of the therapies that he went through and that was our bonding period. That was when we really got to spend time together and that's how I connected with him. So he also went through nutrition therapy, which we definitely saw a huge change in his behavior and the way that he responded in his different therapies. So whenever I went through school and got my graduate degree, I realized how important nutrition was and especially in autism spectrum disorders. So I decided to specialize in autism and then through my graduate degree, decided to complete my thesis in food selectivity autism spectrum disorders and measure the nutrient intake that these children children were getting that had very selective diets. So I started at an interdisciplinary clinic for individuals with autism and was there for a little bit and saw that there was just so much more that I could be doing for these kids if I specialized specifically on my own. And so I started my own private practice called Autism Dietitian, where I do one-on-one consults with parents to help increase their children's diet and help it be as nutritious as possible. And we also do quite a bit of biomedical testing so that we can figure out what's going on on the inside of these kiddos and figure out the best way that we can help them with diet. Whenever a parent comes to me for the first time with a child with autism, I am always very impressed, first of all, that they turn to nutrition so that they could help their child. When parents first come to me with their child with autism, I am very excited to start on their journey with them with diet because diet is so important in these kiddos and typically they're very selective. And so typically we start out with food selectivity and help correcting that so that we can get the proper nutrition in these kids so that they can be the most successful and make sure that their little bodies are working the way that they should. So we start with, increasing the amount of foods that they can accept in their diet and work on getting nutritious foods so that they can get the nutrients that they need. Many kids with autism will consume what are called blonde foods, and those foods are typically blonde in color. They can be like chicken nuggets and french fries and chips, applesauce. There can be a wide variety of foods that they accept and they're typically all that same color. the issue with that is they're typically very void in many nutrients. So they're very void in fiber, void in other nutrients and vitamins and minerals and very processed. And so there's typically a high amount of refined carbohydrates, which can cause a blood sugar spike and uh, cause some behavioral issues as well. And so whenever kids are only eating blonde foods, they're having a diet that is very, very poor in nutrients. and they're not able to work at their highest level if they're only consuming a diet that has virtually no nutrients. It can be overwhelming for parents to start with diet because typically they have speech and OT and all these other therapies going on. And so it can seem like it's a whole nother therapy that they're having to work on. But what I like to tell the parents is this is our baseline. This is what we should be working from. These are the roots that we're planting. And whenever we can make sure that those roots are nourished and we're able to instill a very strong uh, basis, it can be really overwhelming for parents when they first start with nutrition therapy because they're already doing many many other therapies like occupational therapy and speech therapy and behavioral therapy and it's It feels like it's just one other therapy that they're having to add to the list. But what I like to say to parents is that we're working on the foundation. We want to work with these roots so that we can make sure everything else that comes of that is flourishing. So whenever we set the roots and the foundation to be healthy and for their children to work in their best space, that way they can work better with OT, they can be more um, success- successful with speech. They can work better in their other therapies because we set this strong foundation for them. Many parents, when getting started, can be very overwhelmed and not sure, be sure exactly where to start. And so, whenever we start with nutrition therapy, we're assessing the child's diet to see how healthful is their diet. What are they eating on a typical basis? Is it are they only eating blonde foods? Are they actually getting nutrients from their diet? And so I will review all of their diet. We typically do a 24 hour food journal so that we can see what children are eating during that time so that they can have a professional's eyes looking at all of the nutrients. From there, if they are being very selective in their diet and if that is an issue for them and they're very selective eaters, we can work on feeding therapy and increase the amount of foods that they will eat that are nutritious. We can also use nutrition supplements and I'll work with my parents to develop a good supplement regimen. So if they're missing out on any key nutrients in their child's diet, we can supplement those back in there because feeding therapy can be more of a long-term approach. By using nutrition supplements, it can be more of a short-term approach and we can make the diet a little more healthful by using those in the short-term. The foods that are the most helpful for kids on the autism spectrum are those that are the least processed, have the fewest ingredients, because we want to make sure that these kids are getting the cleanest cleanest ingredients they can. We see oftentimes that individuals on the autism spectrum have a tough time with detoxing and getting out these artificial ingredients, artificial dyes. and preservatives and so we want to make sure that we're taking a look at that ingredient label and keeping that as clean as we possibly can. We also want to take a look at the actual main ingredients and the foods that we're using. If we can minimize the processing and use whole foods, then we're getting the most nutrients that we can out of that food. It's the best choice if we can shop primarily in the produce aisle. I always like to say we can just skip out on all the shelving. If we need to go and get something off of the shelves, then we'll have a list set aside so we know exactly what we're going in the aisles to get instead of just shopping the aisles. I like to shop the perimeter and that way we're always getting the most nutrient-dense foods. If we're working with a selective eater trying to increase the foods that they're going to add to their food repertoire, it can be really difficult to start and there are a few different tips that can be really helpful and are just very uh, small small changes that you can make in your home that would help your child eat more foods. And one of those is starting out with only one new food at a time. It can be really overwhelming for children to see more than one new food because From a sensory standpoint, one new food is already pushing their limit and not only starting out with one new food, but starting out in a very small amount. So instead of starting with half a cup of green beans, we can just start with one green bean and go from there. If that's too much, we can even cut up that green bean and start from very, very small amounts. And this takes away the pressure that the child has to eat this full you know, half cup of green beans and just start with something that's more manageable. So whenever we start with a plate, we typically wanna see one non-preferred food, so a new food, and two to three, or preferred foods, foods that the child already accepts, they already like, that way we can keep them in their comfort zone and they know that at the end of dinner they're going to be able to eat something that they like. And then during dinner we're able to encourage them and use positive reinforcement. We never want to beg or bribe a child or force them to ever eat a food because that creates this negative association with a food. And that's the last thing that we want to do. We want to make sure that food is positive and that they're wanting to try new foods. And so by using positive reinforcement and even a sticker system, I will encourage my parents to use some sort of sticker system so that every time they try a new food, they get a sticker and they're working to get 5 or 10 stickers so that they can get something they want, a non-food item, something like a toy or a trip to Target or 10 extra minutes on the iPad. And we can work for that with food and create a very positive environment for these kids that are so selective.
0: We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.
1: There are a few studies that talk about broccoli and autism. There's something called the fever phenomenon where kids with autism will get a fever and some of their symptoms will subside. And I've seen that in a few of my clients as well. And so what we notice in broccoli has a nutrient called sulforaphane and sulforaphane is involved in the thermogenic effect, which is essentially creating a fever without the, um, you know, what am I trying to say? The side effects. Sulfuraphane can create fever-like effects without the side effects of a fever. And in clinical studies, we see that in kids consuming sulforaphane from the broccoli sprout or the broccoli seed, which has the highest concentration of sulforaphane, then we notice decreased behaviors and decreased autistic behaviors, which is amazing. So I've had a few clients try that out, and one specifically has used a supplement that has the sulforaphane in it in a high concentration and his parent reported that they had doubled verbal communication and eye contact and had been doing really really well in school and his teachers had even said something even though the mom hadn't changed anything and so the research there is still developing, but it's something that's very interesting. So uh, broccoli is always a good place to start with food. It can be difficult because it can have that so sulfur-like smell, and that's the and um, that is a part of that sulfur complex. But it can be a good place to start or start with some broccoli sprouts, blending them into a smoothie or using the supplemental form as well. I think I should say something that's more general. Um, you know, many parents are looking for nutrition advice because their children or their child is so selective, because we see gastrointestinal issues, um, because we see increased food sensitivity, things like that. Many parents are looking for a dietitian to help with their child because we see increased rates of food selectivity in kids with autism, typically because of sensory processing disorder. Many parents are looking for a dietitian for their child with autism to help with selective eating. They typically eat less than, or fewer is the correct word there, but many parents are looking for help with a dietitian for their children with autism so that they can work with selective eating, meaning that they are very picky in the foods that they're eating. We also notice that there are increased gastrointestinal problems with kids on the spectrum like diarrhea and constipation, constipation being the most common that I see on my caseload. And we also see increased rates of food sensitivity and food allergies and intolerances. And so by using a dietitian, we're able to locate what foods are causing an issue, and it may be gastrointestinal issues, it may be behavioral issues, and how can we identify what's causing this root issue. My goal as a dietitian is to always treat the root issue and for us to not only treat the symptoms, but figure out what's, what's causing all of these symptoms and what's causing some of the gastrointestinal issues rather than just using medications. Let's use a more natural approach to correct whatever the root cause is and we can go from there. Involving your child in the whole process of changing their diet and explaining why it's helpful to them can help with the buy-in. What we need to do is make sure that we make it relevant to them. If you say, eating all these foods is going to make you very healthy, sometimes that doesn't mean anything to a child. They wanna know what, how is this going to help them specifically. So if playing outside is something that's really important to your child and being outdoors, then saying, eating these foods that make us feel better are going to help you have the energy to run outside and play. Or if focusing on you know uh, building bionicles or building transformers, if that's important to them, saying having a diet that is you know, healthy for you is going to help you focus on building your transformers and building your bionicles, using it to where it's relevant to them and they're getting something out of eating this way as well. If they can't understand just what generally healthy means, especially with the younger kiddos who don't understand, then let's make it relevant to them and make them want to be eating this way. Many kids that have a selective diet or kids with autism tend to have gastrointestinal issues. And this could be because they're avoiding fiber in their diet and they're eating very, very low fiber diets. It could also be that they're eating foods that have very minimal water in it as well, or they're not drinking enough water. And so all of these together can produce some GI issues, we also see that kids on the spectrum have an imbalance of bacteria and that imbalance of bacteria in their gut can lead to constipation. So we need to make sure that we are having a diet that is feeding the good bacteria, like foods that have fiber and nutrients in them to feed the good bacteria so that we can balance that imbalance in the gut and that can help with constipation or other gut issues like bloating and stomach pain. And so we need to take a step back and think about what is the diet contributing and how is this connected to gastrointestinal issues that these kiddos are having daily and I see that um, your know, kids have had GI issues for years and have been on Miralax for years as well and Miralax is something that's not meant to be used for years and years, even on the back of the package, it says typically only, you know, only take this for fewer than seven days. And so we wanna make sure that we are treating the root cause to the gastrointestinal issues and we're not just treating the symptoms because if we treat the symptoms, the root cause is never going to go away. So if we treat the root cause, we can stop it from the source and give them the healthiest gut that we can so that they can you know, lead their, best life with no gastrointestinal pain or chronic GI issues. Autism is so special to me because of my brother. He's 23 now and was diagnosed when he was two and he has just been the biggest role model for me even though he's my younger brother and it just made it so special to have that bond with him and it's been a different kind of bonding and a different childhood growing up and Having a sibling on the spectrum is the only thing I've ever known, and it's been so special to get to grow up with him and see him grow so much from being nonverbal at four until you know graduating community college at 20, and we are just so proud of him. And he's just everything to me. I talk to him every day. He, um, you know, is so funny and so talented, and I just absolutely adore him. And so it's made me so passionate about. This area because these kiddos can tend to be very understood if they're not, um, you know, if they all have very specific strong points. And there's a quote that says, I, I believe it's Einstein who says, if you, you know, judge a fish off of trying to climb a tree, it's going to think it's stupid its whole life. Well, if we're not approaching these kids from, um, you know, the standpoint where where you know where can we build them up where where is their strong point and how can we specialize in that and help them realize that they are so successful and that they are so talented in their specific area and it's just really made me realize how special these kids are growing up with Barrett and realizing that he is not disabled he is uniquely abled and that's really opened my eyes to this area of kids on the autism spectrum they're just uniquely abled Um, Nutrition and autism is a developing field and there are very few dietitians that specialize in autism. And so from my practice, autism dietitian, I have increased my reach by using telehealth and using Zoom to allow people to stay in their home and still get the nutrition education that they need because there are so few providers. Um, Typically, it's very hard to find a provider in your area that specializes in autism. And so while I live in San Francisco, California, I see people all across the United States and we can do that from the comfort of their home. It also helps because it can be very difficult to get your child out of their regular routine, going to a doctor's appointment or whatever it may be, if that's not in their day-to-day routine, can be very anxiety provoking. So by having a consult from home, they can stay in their comfortable environment and not have to leave the house. And that can be a lot easier for parents too. And so I use Zoom to have those consults. And then if we do any testing, I can always send that to the parent. Same with supplements, we can always ship supplements as well. And so it makes it very easy to get the care that you need by doing it all virtually. <laughs> so. And I really enjoy doing that and love being able to meet parents all across the U.S. versus just being restricted to the Bay Area. My website is AutismDietitian.com. That's Autism, D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N.com. And you can find uh, a link to book an appointment. You can find some resources listed there. You can also learn about my journey with autism and nutrition. And there are many things that are on my website, so I encourage you to just go online and check out the website. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. We now invite you to go to gymtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.